0: Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones and today we're going to talk about 10 indicators of spiritual and emotional health in relationships. Stay tuned for today's broadcast. All things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. 10 Indicators of Spiritual and Emotional Health in Relationships Welcome once again to the Live Long Lead Well Broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones and that's what we're going to deal with today. You know, I know that everyone under the sound of my voice, wants to live a well whole successful favorite life but one of the greatest elements of a well life is the wellness of your relationships have you thought about the relationships that you currently have and have you really interrogated them to see if they're actually good for you you know i think sometimes we believe that because relationships have been long, we've had a long friendship, we had a long marriage, or, you know, we judge the quality of a relationship by the tenure of a relationship. And really, we cannot judge quality by tenure. So that's what we're advocating for today through these principles is for each one of us to examine our relationships and ask of them, are you healthy for me? Now, for me, this is one of the most prevalent indicators of spiritual and emotional health in a relationship. Number one, both people have a relationship and active fellowship with God. I'm going to repeat that. Both people have a relationship and active fellowship with God. Now, what want you to think about this. When a person has a God center, a God orientation, that person is likely going to deal with you and particularly engage you in a way that is reflective of their relationship with God. Whenever a person has a solid relationship with God and and active fellowship with God, they're less likely to place demands upon you that they know can only be met through relationship with God. You know, and, and it's important that we judge those kind of things because when someone doesn't have either a relationship with God or active fellowship with God, they don't have a relational compass. And so they tend to lose their way in relationships or they tend to try to take relationships to places that God never intended. Now, that brings me to the next point. Number two, both people have a sense of direction. You know, and what that means is that both parties have uh, goals. They have vision. They have uh, things that they're working towards. They have a sense of direction about life. You know, it should never be that a relationship that was created with the intention of being mutual becomes one where you have to always give the other person direction for their life. It should be mutual. Both should have a sense of direction. Here's what I want. Here's what I want to become. Here's where I'm going in life. Now, here's the third indicator of spiritual and emotional health in relationships. Both people are walking in their calling, they're making a difference, and they're fulfilling their individual purposes. Now, here's why that's important. Because life goes to a whole nother level as an individual when we're living it based on a sense of calling. You know? Some of the worst people to have relationship with are those who are just existing. These kind of individuals can become a drain in life because they're not really moving in their calling. They're not really making a difference in the lives of other people. And they even tend to look for their relationships to bring them fulfillment instead of calling and their fellowship with God. Now, here's number four. Both people are engaging the sole work necessary to develop themselves emotionally. You know, remaining in a solid emotional space is work because most of us, if not all of us, have been exposed to some level of dysfunction in our upbringing. And we don't realize that until we endeavor to have up-close personal relationships. And as I've said before, up-close personal relationships smoke all of our issues to the surface. And then we have to decide if we're gonna deal with those issues. Now, here's number five. In your relationships, there should be interdependence, not codependency. I'm gonna say that again, in your relationships, there should be interdependence. You have skills, you bring to the relationship, I have skills. You have knowledge, I have knowledge. You play a part, I play a part. So there's interdependence, not codependency, which again can become an element of relational drain. Now, number six, both individuals show up to their relationships as a contributing partner. In other words, we should always avoid lopsided relationships. Now I gotta be honest, I have several individuals who over the years have tried to connect with me for a relationship, and the reason that I've been hesitant to develop next level relationship with them is because every time I engage them, it's about something they need, it's about something they're working on that they want my support. And you know, and I, I mentioned to one of them, uh, they asked me how they could help, and I told them, and they they ghosted me. And that told me that they weren't interested in being a contributing partner in a relationship. They were fine with the relationship being one-sided. Here's number seven. Neither person has behaviors that are detrimental to the other person. I want you to think about that. Neither person has behaviors that are detrimental to the other person. The essence of love is thou shalt do no harm. You know, and and I believe sometimes individuals maintain relationships that are unhealthy, that are destroying them emotionally because they don't have a process for measuring the impact of those relationships upon their souls. Here's number eight. Both people are givers and have eliminated all entitlement thinking. What do you mean by that? You know, Relationships and especially creating quality relationships is work. And, you know, when you've done that work in your your relationships, then you are able to produce what it is that relationships is are supposed to produce in terms of your overall well-being. You know, but when you have people that come to relationship thinking they deserve a great relationship with people that they won't go through any processes with. That is entitlement thinking. And it's another thing that's very important is that you never compare your relationships with other people's relationship because remember, they may have already done the work to create that result or that fruit or that reality that you're merely observing. Here's number nine. Each person has healthy relationships and friendships other than the one they have with you. Now again, You don't have to become damaged by a relationship in order to determine that an individual has the capacity to damage people in relationship. Simply observe whether they have healthy relationships and friendships before you take relationships to the next level. Now, here's the last thing. Both people have done the work to eliminate all self-destructive habits and personal toxicity. You see, it's always an inside job. And I often say of relationships, they don't go wrong. They typically begin wrong. But most of us don't have a process for measuring, gauging, and really discerning where people are before we endeavor to plug into a relationship with them. Now listen, I know you know someone who needs these indicators of healthy relationship would you please share this message with them right now also click that star light it up gold make this your favorite podcast remember if you want dr. mark jones to be a part of your next event give us a call at 813-241-6919 extension 15 you can find my messages on youtube at manifestations worldwide and you can find me on facebook at simply mark jones Until we get together next time, may you live long and lead well.